Chain Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Jay Nathan. Welcome back to another episode of the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. A couple of weeks ago, you may have heard Jeff do a solo podcast episode on why customer success managers should not be learning how to talk to CFOs. And so if you haven't listened to that one, I would encourage you to go back and, and, and give it a listen. Uh, give us your feedback on it. Um, we're going to be doing some of these solo podcasts over the next, uh, I don't know, probably for the rest of the year to um, to share some additional ideas and thoughts that Jeff and I both have and run across in the market as we interact with both our customers at HireLogic and with the community at Gain, Grow, Retain. So um, today I'm going to be talking a little bit about delight versus effort. Um, and if you've followed me for any amount of time on LinkedIn or followed this podcast, you've, you've probably heard uh, us talk about support and customer success and how they're different. And um, you you probably know my opinion, and, and I'm sure many of you share this opinion, that they're two completely different things. Um, that being said, customer support is such a critical element of customer success because really it's the just the basic fundamental need that every customer has at some point is the need to um, bring a problem or or an issue to the attention of a vendor and have them solve it quickly and efficiently and when that happens it allows when that happens systematically i should say it allows customer success people to play a more proactive role with customers where they can take a look at the data um, and usage patterns of the customer, try to understand the value proposition that the customer is trying to receive from using the product and actually work with them proactively to solidify that value proposition, to position new solutions or help solve problems that are, you know, three, four, five months down the road that the customer may be, um, may not even know they're, they're going to run into. That's the value of a customer success manager. Last week, we had the opportunity to interview Matt Dixon, uh, who is one of the authors of The Effortless Experience. He's also written books like The Challenger Sale, The Challenger Customer, and now his most recent book is The Jolt Effect. We have a podcast coming out on that in a few weeks. But um, one thing he said to me was, or said to us on the, on that podcast was super insightful. He said, really customer success managers should be like a personal trainer. They should be challenging and pushing the customer to do more with their, with, with the products that they have versus a bartender who is a relationship developer, who's an order taker, nothing against bartenders in the house. I was a bartender back in college, but um, he's right. Like we don't need customer success to be order takers and, um, responsive to every incoming need. We need customer success managers to be proactive, uh, to really push the customers to to get more value out of our products. So I just thought that was a really, really cool analogy and sort of fits in with this whole idea of delight versus effort. Um, so the the main idea of that book, and that's really the the whole idea behind this brief podcast, is that we should stop aiming to delight our customers and really focusing on instead reducing their effort. Um, for many of us who grew up in the service industry, this is sort of heresy. Um, I grew up working for my parents in a retail business. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that they taught me uh, early on, and I don't necessarily believe they were, you know, that this is correct now, but they taught me that the customer was always right. Um, and, you know, I think right now at, at this point in my career, I'd say the customer is always entitled to their opinion, um, but it's our job to help the customer um, 
see things differently and and enable them to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily be able to do uh, left if left to their own devices. So, you know, the customer isn't always right, um, and that's that's okay. Uh, the other the other sort of common trope is that people need to go above and beyond for customers. And while I completely agree with that. Matt Dixon's research proves that over-the-top support experiences don't necessarily drive loyalty, retention, or advocacy. Um, in fact, uh, in the research behind the book, Dixon and his team evaluated over 75,000 customer service interactions and came up with some really surprising statistics. One of them, which, which really stuck out to me, was that 20% of quote unquote, satisfied customers said that they intended to leave the company in question after that service interaction. 28% of the dissatisfied dissatisfied customers intended to stay. So when you actually look at the data on, on customer service experience, it actually, um, it actually is contradictory to what we, what, what common sense or common beliefs may tell you. Um, they also found that only 25% of customers with a positive customer support experience were likely to share it compared to 65% of people who had a negative experience likely to share it. So to net all this out, the, the end result here is that actually when customers have to get in touch with your support team, there's really the 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 there, there's three to four times more downside than upside from those interactions, and so that's why you know companies like ours and um, and what we try to do for our customers actually at Higher Logic where where Jeff and I work is we try to help our customers create self service resources and community so that they can help themselves uh, before calling our support team. So customers actually do want to solve their own problems. Another uh, interesting statistic from the book is that 81% of the time, customers attempted to solve their own problem before reaching out to the company for help in those 75,000 interactions that um, I mentioned earlier. So contacting the vendor was actually a last resort for the customer. That means by the time they call, they're already exasperated. Um, they've, they've tried a bunch of things and now they're at their last resort, which is, well, I guess I have to pick up the phone or craft an email to get in touch with the the support team who can, who can actually, uh, help me, but our support teams are playing from behind. So they, they're already at a disadvantage. And so the, the more that we can reduce the effort of those interactions at that point, the, the better. Um, and again, this is not to belittle or, or, or indict our customer support teams. These are critical to customer success, but, uh, obviously we have to be able to, um, we have to be able to deliver a great support outcome for our customers. I won't say experience, I'll say outcome um, so that we can be more proactive, like I mentioned earlier. So um, what does all this have to do with customer success? Um, while success and support are different things, the universal customer experience truth remains the same. Customers want and need low, low effort relationships. Um, so there's, areas of our customer journey that we may need to tune up to reduce customer effort instead of trying to surprise and delight the customer. Um, so as I, I um, prepared for this and, and I wrote an earlier article that I released um, in, in my newsletter and I got some feedback from the folks on LinkedIn um, and they came up with some really cool examples that I'll, that I'll share with you. So um 
first of all, preparing for calls with no clear agenda, no pre-read content, no intended outcomes, no objectives. Um, CSMs can do a, a better job of, of prepping customers for calls, giving them content to consume ahead of time. I think personally, all of our meetings could be made better uh, using this technique and putting a little bit more for uh, a little bit more work in ahead of a meeting internally or externally. Um, having to think about how how to, how to message internal stakeholders about why something isn't working with their solution. So um, customers having to explain internally why the products that they're buying aren't meeting expectations. That's a challenge that I think a customer success manager can help their stakeholder overcome. Um, grabbing the product usage data and creating actionable insights and then putting that data into a narrative to share internally. Sometimes we need to think more about enabling our champions to communicate success internally to their stakeholders than we do need to try to get access to those stakeholders ourselves. And I think that's um, that's something that as we try to make our teams more efficient uh, and our customers more efficient, I think we're gonna we're gonna see more and more is that we need to do a better job of enabling our champions to go tell our story, um, and then just being more proactive, managing action items that come out of meetings and that sort of thing. All these four items were shared by um, a friend of ours, Chris Anderson, on LinkedIn, um, who will 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 link to his profile. But um, super super helpful insights. Couple more. Um, Sarah Blocker said on LinkedIn, frequent and ineffective and sometimes lengthy meetings where the vendor asks for feedback and insight into customers' business, but don't do anything to close the feedback loop. This is such a common problem in, I would say, SaaS, but it's really in any industry. Part of the reason that people don't fill out surveys is that because they don't understand where the data is going. They don't understand what the company is going to do with the information that they gather. Um, so we, we can make that better by. Um, actually telling the customer and closing the loop, telling them what we found after we did the survey, and then sending that information, um, sending that information back out so that the customer uh, can actually see the impact of the words that they shared back with us. Even if that customer didn't respond, they should still get the the feedback on what we found so that they might respond next time. They, they will see that the company actually does listen. They do something with the data that they gather from people they ask for. That one change alone uh, I bet will drive uh, an increase in feedback. Um, and then also, let's see here, assuming we, the vendor, are the primary focal area for the customer taking time away from their day jobs and priorities to meet our our objectives. Um, this is really interesting, right? Is is people, um, you know, we're all, many of us working virtually now, people's time seems to be more crunched. And even if it isn't crunched, like I, I have enough time in my day to actually do work and maybe schedule meetings with my vendors, who wants to have another Zoom call? Who wants to be on another call where they're, you know, held captive to their desk um, to discuss things that, you know, may or may not be important that day? A lot of times our our customer success efforts focus on what we need versus what the customer needs. And um, and I think we have to uh I think we have to really think about the customer's effort relative to um, all these meetings that we're asking them to have. Sometimes customers ask us for these meetings and that's a different thing, right? Um, and we have to sort of control it in the opposite direction. But uh, so those were, those couple items were from uh, a friend of ours named Sarah Blocker on LinkedIn. So good stuff. A um, couple other examples, making customers regurgitate all of their information to the onboarding team after they just spent, you know, 
a month, two months, three months with our sales team, uh, laying out their business objectives and their goals and their landscape, uh, making the customer make too many decisions that they don't understand during implementation. Um, one of the ways that we can reduce customer effort is by making implementations more prescriptive, uh, intelligent defaults. Even if the product doesn't have default configuration settings built into it, guess what? Our services teams could go and create those defaults and configure them for the customer before they even have the first call. Um, I've already mentioned this, but asking customers for feedback surveys and, and not closing the loop with them. Um, asking customers to, to join meetings that they don't really need to meet, uh, that they don't really need to, to attend. Confusing customers with too many points of contact. This is an interesting one because, you know, a lot of times, you know, another thing that I, I believe pretty strongly in is that as you grow and mature as a as an organization, as a SaaS business or a subscription business, you need to create specialized roles. This is really the only proven way to actually scale a team. Now, what that means is there's some handoffs and some data flows that need to go between these teams and happen in, in, uh, in a consistent and an intelligent way so that the people who are picking the customer up at various points in that customer journey aren't starting from scratch with the customer every time. Uh, but that that can be a problem, right? So think about this. What are the systems? What are the tools? How do we document the interactions that we've had in a way that the next person can pick up the customer in that customer journey and know where they left off and um, and take them to the next step? And then finally, leaving the champion to build their own story about the product's value. What resources and content could we provide these customers so that they can take a narrative internally to their teams? I mentioned this earlier, but arming them with that information that they need to go defend the value of your relationship, of your product and your solution to the people that are helping make decisions about the spending and where people are spending their time internally at the customer. So um, that's it. Uh, quick, quick and easy. I hope delight versus effort. We should be focusing on reducing our the effort that our customers have to expend to be our customers. We need to make our companies easy to do business with. And I think you know there there are, are a handful of little tweaks that we could apply um, in in all the areas that I just mentioned that that can actually make make a big difference. So rather than asking your customers whether they're satisfied with the experience that they've had after a certain interaction, maybe ask them, what could we have done to make this experience um, more effortless for you? Would be a great, would be a great survey question. And then just give them an open-ended text box to to fill that out. Um, and then read the comments and see, see what they say. Um, that's it. So would love to hear what you think about this. Um, reduce your customer's effort. Don't focus so much on delight. Uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't rated the podcast, um, would love to have you review it on Apple or Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we we really value that that feedback and um, and it helps us attract new uh, new listeners to the podcast. So we'd appreciate it if you did that. If you like these ep episodes, please reach out to Jeff and I on LinkedIn or um, or um, or through the Gangrel Retain community, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Hope everyone has a great day, great week. Talk to you soon. Hey, everybody, Jay here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You know, this started as a labor of love for Jeff and I a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into a movement around customer success and community, and we couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. 
Um, we grow this by word of mouth, so we'd, we'd love it if you're willing and you find value in what you hear on this podcast. Leave us a rating or a review on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help us grow and, and provide value to more customer success professionals. Also, if you haven't yet, please sign up for Gain, Grow, Retain, the online community. It's gaingrowretain.com. You can meet other people, make one-on-one connections, share ideas, get ideas, grow your career ultimately. Um, be on the lookout also for live events, both in-person and virtual this year. We're excited to get back to that. And thanks for being part of the community. We look forward to talking to you soon. Mm-hmm.